Hey, this is Sam for Dobbs. If you need tires, hop on our website, go to Dobbs.com. We'll save you time searching brands, sizes, and prices, and save you money because we sell tires at the lowest price in town, guaranteed. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Our friend Mike Claiborne of Claves Online, the Joe West 5460 podcast, and of course, the Cardinal Radio Network joins us. Claves, good morning. How are you doing? I am doing okay. Happy about the win disappointed about the law. Well, let's start with the loss then. Let's get that out of the way, Klebs. What adjustments do you think that the Blues need to make heading into Game 5? Or do you think they can make any adjustments to really turn the tide here and avoid elimination? Well, you know, you, you, you want them to be a little bit more desperate, I think. Uh, and, and that means not necessarily just trying to knock people into the fifth row, but do the things that they are comfortable doing and taking Colorado out of their comfort zone. Uh, we know that they can beat them. I mean, they've done that. They haven't done it as much as they need to, but they have to have. They need to be a little bit more intense in, in winning small battles with the puck. I mean, there are too many times they were getting pushed off and outskated, and, and I know that they can be be a better team than what we've seen. Yeah, Claves at the exact midpoint of the game, the Blues had been outshot twenty-four to six, and they had been outscored four to one. So, thirty minutes into the game, the Avalanche had four goals, and the Blues had six shots. Yeah, and that that's a concern. I mean, the goaltending was average, and I think in order to be the team like Colorado, you have to be above average. So that that's a question. I think everybody will rattle around. Do you stay with Huso? And I always I'm wondering this: How much money is Huso costing himself right now? Good uh, he's gonna be unrestricted, and everybody was like, "Well, we got a real issue here between Bennington and Huso. Can we keep them both?" But you know, Huso just hasn't shown me enough consistency. So, do you go with Lindgren? Because let's face it: If Huso moves on, and there's a chance that he will, Lindgren's a guy you're gonna probably have to throw out there. So you might as well get a look at them. And you know, let's face it, this game is about pressure and how you respond. So I don't think I have a problem running them out there because I don't think you have anything to lose at this point. Well, a disappointing result at Enterprise Center, but a much more favorable result down the street as the Cardinals beat the Blue Jays 7-3 to on the back of Paul Goldschmidt and that grand slam to end the game. And I know, Claves, that because of the lockout and the truncated spring training, you're going to reserve full judgment on this team until the 4th of July, I believe, is your tent poll. But we are a quarter of the way through this. Okay, okay. But we are a quarter of the way through the season, so I want to get your observations on the Cardinals up to this point. Well, you know, I think the, the, the challenge that they have is, is finding consistency uh, offensively. And, and that doesn't mean you have to score 18 runs a night. But there were opportunities last night that they just couldn't, couldn't do anything with. And, and I think it goes back to what the concern was last year, uh, left-handed hitting. You know, Corey Dickerson was brought in to be a guy that maybe would provide a little punch from the left side. That hasn't happened. Brendan Donovan is basically taking his at-bats. Uh, and and Lars Newbar is going to probably move up the ladder as well. Uh, so that's the one concern that I still have. Along with the pitching, 
you know, Miles Michaelis is everything you want. He gives you plus innings. You know, he keeps the ball in the ballpark for the most part. But I also feel like we've got to get more out of Hudson and Hicks uh, with regard to productivity. Four innings is not going to get it. Five innings is not going to get it, especially if these guys pitch back-to-back because it burns up your bullpen and it will ruin your bullpen over the course of a week or so. So those are some of the little things that we have to be better at. The defense has just still been outstanding. Uh, They do things that we just don't see on a regular basis from other teams, and that's the reason why they've been in some ball games. And the emergence of Ryan Helsley, I think, is something we had to take an even closer look at because, in my opinion, he's going to be vying for the closer spot. The question is, how often can you use him? You know, one of the things about Ali Marmo, he goes with a pitcher for more than an inning, and I like that. Uh, but with the price you pay, that means maybe that guy can't come back and give you as much the next day. So maybe you don't pitch him every day or every other day. Maybe he's a guy you pitch three days a week or two days a week, but you're going to be effective when you have him. Claves, what was your impression of Libertor on Saturday? And is he a guy that conceivably could give the Cardinals more innings from the uh, a starter? Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's always been a starter. The, the challenge that I think we have with young pitchers today, um, they give you the max effort delivery on every pitch, and, and I just think it, you can't sustain that. You have to be able to use other pitches that don't put as much stress on you. And next year when you have to speed up the game, that's going to challenge a lot of these young pitchers. Uh, we're seeing more of them that work faster, but the ones who don't are glaring. But I, I really feel like Libertor, if he's not going to be a starter, he can't help you. I'm sorry. And so it's going to take time. He's learning how to pitch at this level, but I like what I see in him. The thing is, with his curveball, his fastball has good movement. He just has to make sure that he continues the mechanics of his of his breaking ball because sometimes he can get a little wobbly. Sometimes he leaves it out there a little too much, and he can get hit by it. But overall, I, I like what I saw in the first outing, and I'm looking forward to his next one. Claves, let's stick with pitching. I know that John Mozalek said that Jack Flaherty was on schedule with his progression. He threw a couple bullpens over the latest road trip. You're very tight in with the team. You're down there every day. What are you hearing about how Jack Flaherty's feeling and about his rehab? Well, that's an interesting question you bring up because Mo kind of elaborated on it yesterday that he's on on course, and there really isn't much more to say other than how his bullpens are working. I, I really feel like at this point, He's, he's got to be ready for an assignment in June, uh, whether it's Memphis or Pittsburgh, because at this point i, I got to feel like he's, he's stretched out enough where he can actually start throwing the hitters, and I think that's the next step. So I, I feel like we're getting closer, but, you know, there wasn't any new information with respect to the timetable, and they kind of kept that close to the vest from day one. And I, I really feel like in, in, when someone has a shoulder or something along the line that Jack has, it's a little easier to just hold off because shoulders change on a regular basis with, with regard to progress is, is, is concerned. So uh, we'll just have to wait wait it out. So, you know what, if you get him back by mid to late June, uh, I think that that's a plus uh, because at that point somebody's going to pitch themselves out of the rotation anyway. Mike, one of our favorite guys that we've had the opportunity to get to know as a Cardinal player over the years has been Eduardo Perez, and I know you and Joe West talked to him on the latest 5460 podcast that dropped yesterday. Yeah, we had a ball talking to Eduardo, and we're going to do one with his dad coming up here in the very near future. 
so we'd have Eduardo and uh, his dad, Tony, Hall of Famer. And Joe had the pleasure of umpiring both of those guys in the course of his career. So I'm looking forward to hearing Tony tell some great stories. Uh, and he has a few good ones about his his dealings with Bob Gibson. So I'm looking forward to that. And we've got some other ones coming up down the road that uh, I think everybody will get a kick out of. Joe Buck is going to be part of one here down the road. And uh, we have a few others that have committed. So we're just looking forward to getting them in a the room and having a good time. It's the Joe West 5460 podcast, and you can find that anywhere that you find your podcast. Meanwhile, still a lot going on with Claves Online, too, right? Oh, yeah. We've had uh, lunch with Joe and Claves today, and we've kind of run down a few things that kind of pique our interest. Uh, the daily cards, certainly with Rammer and Joe, and the uh, two-man game with our own, uh, your own, Matt Rocchio and Bob Ramsey talking some NBA right now as we get closer to the finals. Looks like Golden State might close out Dallas tonight. That's a battle over in the East between Miami and Boston. I, don't, I just don't know, and Matt and I are just talking about it. I think Miami's just got a little too much for Boston, but Boston's going to make them earn it. Hey, Claves, one more thing, swinging back to the Cardinals. Jordan Hicks goes tonight, last outing, 82 pitches, only 39 strikes. And I get that it's young, it's early on in his starting career, but at some point, a guy has to get more efficient. He wasn't particularly efficient as a closer either. I know he throws hard. We all know he throws hard. But is he a guy that you think is ever going to find that efficiency to be a guy that gives you, you, you mentioned, five isn't enough. Is he capable of being a six-inning pitcher? I think so. But, you know, I, I tell you, we were having this discussion yesterday. I just don't want to see him go down the Johan Oviedo route where, you know, he's thrown into a situation where he had to learn how to pitch on the big league level when, you know, maybe Oviedo, and COVID had a lot to do with it, was a guy who had to learn how to pitch at the big league level, and it just didn't work out. And we saw him going four innings, maybe five, and using a whole lot of pitches. So, you know, maybe you take a step back. If, if you really want to be committed to him, he's got to go somewhere and pitch. Okay, and I don't know if it's in the big leagues. I, I think he's got to be a guy who's got to have some consistency, have some confidence, and have the ability to truly master his other pitches within a timely manner. I'm hoping that tonight we don't see something like we've witnessed here recently with him where it just takes forever between pitches, and I think he loses focus, his defense loses focus, and that's when he gets hurt. And, Mike, the only three games that he's pitched above Class A, aside from the majors, were rehab assignments in Memphis yeah. at AAA. So you're right. He never had that opportunity to to really develop like a guy like Libertor is getting. Exactly. And, you know, it wouldn't be a bad idea. Now, I think that's a discussion you have to have. Hey, if you really feel like you, you can start, this is the path we suggest. Uh, and if you don't feel like that's something you can do, then, you know, maybe it's back to the bullpen. I, I don't know, but this is something, you know, he's 25 years old, so there's a lot of baseball left in him. But I think we've got to be more efficient, and he's got to have an understanding of what it's going to take to get to that next level as far as being a starting pitcher is concerned. Claves, great stuff as always. Thanks so much for the time. We do appreciate it, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, gang. Have a great week. Take care. You too. See you later. That is Mike Claiborne. You'll hear him tonight on the Cardinal Broadcast. And you can, of course, hear him on the Joe West Podcast, the 5460 Podcast. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. 
Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.